Welcome back to The Bell Effect. On this episode, we are joined once again by attorney Edward Stone, who has joined us for a three-part series about protecting your retirement. Let's go back to Eddie to find out more about what you can do to help in that fight. Uh, One of the things that the Association of Belltel Retirees is doing they're trying to get people around the country, not just in New York, not just in the Northeast. They're trying to get people to help become a vehicle for movement in their states to help protect retirement security. Can you talk about what is necessary for people to help, you know, to put their boots on the ground and help protect themselves? Right. That's a great point. To me, There are a lot of risks associated with de-risking, and I've written about a bunch of them, and I advocate on behalf of the association pretty regularly about them. But to me, the biggest risk that I've just kind of come across and thought about a lot is the risk of not doing anything, the risk of being silent. The only people who are gonna fight for retirees are retirees. Retirees need to step up to the plate, they need to tell people that they're concerned, and they need to explain why they're concerned. Just because someone says it's okay doesn't mean it's true. There's there's an old adage that when the tide goes out, we'll see who's swimming naked. Well, I don't think retirees have the time or the inclination to wait for the tide to go out. I think they need to be proactive now. I think they need to get involved with groups like the Association of Belltown Retiree. They need to speak to members of their legislature. They need to fight for their retirement security. These are their earned benefits. And if they don't fight for it, it's gonna be hard to find someone else who will. I, and people lose sight of the fact that that word earned. Right. That's something really important to underscore. You have to remind people sometimes, you worked for this money, you agreed to this, you know, these, this retirement. That's you know, a remarkably um, appropriate point to make at this point in our discussion. I speak with many, many, many retirees, and the, the, the refrain that I hear over and over and over is that they traded higher salaries for benefit packages. That was their MO. They wanted to work for Verizon. They cared about Verizon. They liked the company. These are not people who are, who are turning against the, the, the corporations that they work for. On the contrary, they feel a little abandoned by them but they loved them, they loved their jobs. They gladly took less salary because they were told, Ma Bell is gonna protect you. Right. We'll be here when you retire. And now they see their earned benefits at risk. And these are earned benefits. So as special counsel to the association, uh, I know that you've been involved in state level efforts uh, mm-hmm. up and down the Eastern Seaboard. Mm-hmm. What have some of those uh, projects been, you know, some of those pieces of legislation right. that you've tried to get passed, right. and also if people in Texas or uh, Oklahoma, New Mexico, anywhere, if they want to get involved at the state level to help protect their retirements, how can they, what's the best way to do it? Right. Well, well, the best way, without a doubt, is just reach out to the Association of Belltel Retirees, and they will route the questions to me if appropriate, and many of the questions they can answer on their own. We have developed a system that has been pretty effective. We successfully passed legislation in Connecticut. We successfully passed legislation in Virginia. We're revisiting legislation in a number of other states. We have 
gotten uh, bills as far as they can go in New York until they die a cruel and inhuman death in the insurance committee. But people can help. People can write to the members of the committees. They can write to their, their legislators. But if somebody's in a state where they have concerns, they can reach out to us and we can give them uh, a, a, a path and documentary support to educate members of the legislature so people realize that this is something that needs to be done now so we don't have a crisis later. And this is not just for people who have already retired. This is really important for people who are looking at retirement in five, ten years to get involved now to make sure that they're not dealing with these issues 15, 20, 30 years down the line. Yeah, without giving up client confidence, as I will tell you, I've been contacted by retirees or people close to retirement from companies like Boeing and Chrysler, and, and, and they've reached out and just asked me, what, what should I do if I get offered a lump sum? Should I take it? What happens if, if, if bad things happen? What happens if the pension's too underfunded? These are critical questions. These are super important questions. And it's hard to give people accurate answers because it's so fluid. We don't know year to year how much is being put into a particular plan. We don't know what the investments are earning. And it's hard for people to make those judgments when somebody presents you with the opportunity to take a chunk of cash. Is that a good idea or a bad idea? In a lot of situations, it's a bad idea. Retirees are not necessarily well prepared to deal with a lump sum of cash. Some are, but some definitely are not. On the other hand, do you want to run the risk that one of these companies goes into bankruptcy and everything gets disrupted? So these issues are growing more and more for people who have not yet hit retirement age. So I think it's absolutely imperative that the folks who are getting closer to retirement take an even more active role in helping to establish transparency and accountability at the pension level. This is a global crisis. It's not going away. And unless people are proactive, we're going to find ourselves in a situation that will be too difficult to overcome. When lawmakers at the state level meet with representatives of a national organization such as ABTR, how much does it matter to them to see local constituents be the ones to drive these efforts home? Oh, it's absolutely critical. For the most part, you know, I help steer, I accompany, I give testimony, but there is nothing more compelling than somebody who can say to a member of the legislature who is a constituent, I am concerned about my retirement, I'm concerned for me, I'm concerned for my spouse, and I'm concerned for my children and my grandchildren. Because the, leg the members of the legislature are duty-bound to listen to them and they're duty-bound to do something about it. Now, some do and some don't, but I've never seen a legislator who won't listen to a constituent when a constituent raises an issue. I think this has been a really important discussion, an interesting discussion, and I just want to leave it to you to kind of wrap things up. What, what are you looking forward to this year in this fight right. to make sure that, uh, that people's retirements are secure? Right. I think this year we have to take the gloves off a little bit in particular in states like new york where we have been condemned to a slow death in the insurance committees on both sides i think somebody needs to ask hard questions about why new york isn't taking an, a more active approach to this issue it's a very big issue there are a number uh, of retirees in the st great state of new york who deserve protection and the new york legislature should be more active the department of financial services should get engaged, and I think we're going to look for people to support strong 
um, pension de-risking legislation in New York. We have a bill pending in Pennsylvania that we're pushing very hard. We want to keep pushing that. Um, we have bills that we're going to push in Virginia. We're going to push in New Jersey. We're going to push in other states. I think the most important thing that we can do is educate members of the legislature about why it's important and about why this effort is about protecting earned benefits for retirees and their families. And if we can segue into a little bit of a younger generation at the same time and get them to speak out about how concerned they are as they lose access to divine benefit plans and are pushed almost exclusively into defined contribution plans like 401ks, they need to be vigilant about protecting their earned benefits as well. And there is strength in numbers. So the more people get involved, the more effective we can be. I have to ask, is a lot of this an education for members of state legislatures? Is that really what yeah. you need to do? You need to go yeah. there and educate them yeah. about these pensions and these, you know, de-risking and all. That's what it seems like. Well, yeah, I think that's absolutely correct. I mean, most members of the legislature that I've spoken with over the past uh, eight years or so have no idea what pension de-risking is. Right. They don't know. They don't understand the difference between an annuity payment and a pension payment. They don't realize that a risk is lost. And some members of the uh, insurance industry walk into legislature and say, oh, ERISA still applies. But unfortunately, it doesn't. Right. And state guarantee associations are issues that are also murky and opaque. People don't understand what they're all about. So yes, a big part of our effort is, is focused on educating members of the legislature about what pension de-risking is, how it impacts retirees and their families, and why they should care. Eddie, thanks so much for joining us. I think this was really informative, and, uh, and we'll speak to you again soon. Thank you very much for the time. Thanks so much for joining us, Eddie. That was great. If you would like more information on joining the fight to help protect your retirement, please visit www.belltellretirees.org and follow us on social media on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and of course, YouTube. We'll speak to you next time on The Bell Effect.